0: All right, Adam. We are live Sunday evening. Adam in uh, Gilbert, Arizona. I am Grunkle Rex. I'm in beautiful St. George, Utah. Welcome to all of you. We had people uh, here early, um, and we're we're grateful for that. Hello to all of you, Adam. What uh, what are we going to be talking about on this on this one? Long- well, we're going to be talking about whatever the questions are, but. But uh,
1: we have a few things. Um, I'm a little cold right now, so I put my my blanket over me. I got out of the cold plunge about an hour ago, and I haven't warmed up yet from the cold plunge. So I might be shaking a little bit. Um, But we have a lot of things. I know that uh, Anna, who's going to be moderating, and Missy are going to be moderating today. Uh, So if you have any questions, make sure you send them through, and they will be putting them up on the screen for us. Uh, Anna also put up. Um, all the different links that we have. We have a link to our book. We have a link to our Facebook page. We have a link to the merchandise store. Um, so all those links will be, uh, in the comments in case you need a link to get to any of the information about our podcast. Well, we had a very interesting podcast, uh, last podcast. A lot of you, uh, made comments and, and liked our interview. And, um, so I appreciate you guys watching that and being part of, part of that um and today uh we're also going to be talking about a podcast that we have coming up on tuesday we're just two days away from that and it's one of our optimists and rex and i both really enjoy getting to know um you guys our optimists or just optimists in general um and we like to get your stories and and this is another one of those optimists who has a story to tell and um I think most of you will relate to uh, some of the things that she's gone through in her life. And uh, I think it's it's going to be a very powerful um,
0: podcast
1: coming up on Tuesday.
0: All right. So the first question I'll address is uh, Donna Bards is coming to Utah late in April. Can we do a meet and greet pretty please? It depends on where you are in Utah, Donna. (laughs) It's not the biggest state in the union, but. Uh, We are close to a lot of it, so so you can meet and greet the people that are there with you. If you happen to be in St. George, um, we can certainly do a meet, a little mini-meet and greet. I don't know if Adam would be here or not, Um, but our next— Well,
1: April's my birthday. I mean, it's my birthday month. I can do anything.
0: Yeah, okay. We'll celebrate your birthday when Donna comes.
1: All right. that's I like that. Where does Donna live? And why is she coming to Utah in April? Because it's going to be a nice weather. Yeah, <laughs> let's hear that, Donna. Is Donna coming
0: for conference? April. Oh, we'll 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 find out here very soon, I'm sure. Okay. Let's, Adam. Let's start with one of the questions we got in the email. It has a has a few questions on there, so we'll just take take them one at a time. Okay. And the first one. Oh, of course, I changed that screen, so let me get back to it. This is from Tammy Hopkins. She had a, a few questions. And the first one she asked is, pardon me, why does Grunkle Rex blur his background? I couldn't get it blurred tonight and yes. blur my background yes. because it's so boring, as you can see behind me. There's a daybed or a wall bed behind me, my printer. The door's open because Lisa or may not join us. She said she'd make an appearance. We'll, we'll see. So I wanted to leave the door open open for her. Um, but that that was why. But Adam, she has real questions for you. Oh, why, why I shut my closet door so she couldn't yeah. look at my clothes in my closet door? <laughs> no, a real question. Let me read it to you. Okay. For Adam, I'm just so sorry that you have to keep explaining and defending yourself regarding the whole Charles incident. By the way, we chose to do that. No one forced us to last time. We... Some people asked, and people are always asking. We said, well, we'll address it one more time. See, kind of gauge by the responses where people are on that. So that was choice. Um, But she continues on very generously. You did the best you could and tried to tell people who didn't listen. I shared some of my story before in regards to my family not listening to me when I tried to warn them of someone and no one listened to me. It's a frustrating situation. There's really only so much you can do. My questions are, how are you learning to trust people again, especially your family? In the same respect, how do you forgive people? What process has worked for you? Wow, that's loaded. Um,
1: Well, first of all, for me to forgive, like I'm just the type of person that I feel like I have to forgive to be able to get whatever feelings I have that are anger or, you know, bitter or that can bring me down. I have to get rid of those. And the only way that I know how to get rid of those is to forgive and to move forward. Um, And I started thinking about, you know, my family and, you know, they have been great to me my whole life. And then the one time that they turned their back on me and, and you know was duped by lori i can't i can't you know take 50 years of great relationships with my family and just because of one you know incident like that that happened um hey you know just drop them completely and say you know you've never done anything good for me in my life i can't believe i've you're a child you know I just I I don't think like that so I don't, you know, react like that. It's just not me. So I th- I feel for me it's like I I weigh the good with the bad and I feel like the more that I forgive them and try to move forward and the more time that I spend with like my mom and dad in summer, I feel closer every single time. And yes, sometimes I'll be in their presence and I get very angry or mad at some things that they say. And it just strikes a chord with me. Then I just have to leave or, you know, uh, you know, think something else. And that's going to happen because they have their thoughts and I have my thoughts. But I think overall. The best way to do it is just, you know, uh, it's easy to say to forgive, but that's I don't know how to explain it.
0: You know, Adam's such a good example of that, a good example for me and I think for all of us in the forgiveness. And I'll say this, um, another good portrayal of forgiveness is in the movie The Chosen, the one that just came out. It's in theaters right now. I went to see it last night with some very good friends. Of course, Lisa and I went. And even if you aren't a believer, you aren't a Christian, um, you don't believe in Christ religiously, or you are not religious, or you don't even believe in God. The illustration of forgiveness, it's in the second, it's three parts that's in the theaters right now. This was in the second part. It's just beautiful and clear. And even if you think of it not in terms of religion, just think in terms of of natural law, what forgiveness does and how to forgive someone, you'll get a lot out of that segment. Of course, if you are a believer, are a Christian. Maybe you'll get something different out of it, but it's going to be beautiful for anyone who sees that. I would recommend it for that um, for that topic.
1: Oh man, well, I love the chosen. I haven't seen the new episode that you saw because it's only out of the movie theaters right now. But the whole season one, and season two, and season three—they're incredible. I mean, they—they they are just. I just love them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, great, great principles. They're portrayed so well. Um, again, even if you aren't a believer and just yeah. want to get some human dynamics, human interactive dynamics, some tips of that, they're beautiful lessons taught in a beautiful in a beautiful way. So I'm not trying to sneak Christianity in
1: <laughs> Right, and I, I haven't mentioned this before. I was like, even if you're not a believer of Jesus Christ, the things that he stands for, love, forgiveness, hope, Charity, like all these great things, even if you don't believe in him, the things that he stands for, those principles are amazing to live by because they, how they make you feel,
0: and you find them. I've in the last couple of years, I've been studying other religions too. I, I've read the Bhagavad Gita from the Hindu religion and the Dhammapada, and and uh, been looking at um Buddhism and. The reason I've been doing that is just to see what overlaps. Those principles overlap in all religions, and they overlap in all belief systems, even non-religious belief systems. Well, wow. you just good principles, and you can draw them from whatever source you want, and the principles are still good and valid just for your life. So um, there is that. Uh, Terry Todd is wondering on that kind of related subject. If Rex and Adam are still active in the LDS church. We answered this at not laughing to you Terry, of course. We don't expect people to know every time we say something, but we answered it a couple months ago. Yes, yes, each of us is still active. And here we are two months later, still, still active.
1: Yeah, Even though we're doing a podcast on Sunday, some um, LDS don't appreciate that, I guess. Everyone has a different take on that, don't they? Right. What do you do on your Sabbath? Okay. This is part of what we do on our Sabbath.
0: Um, How is genealogy related to the LDS is the question that popped up here. I don't know how it popped up, but um, I'll give a little answer to that. It's gone now. Yeah. There was, and now it's gone. Uh, a lot of LDS people do do genealogy because of our belief in the afterlife, and you need to do things, we need to do things here for people in the afterlife. For example, if someone wasn't baptized in this life, and if you believe baptism's a commandment, in our church, in the temples, we do baptisms for the dead, okay, and so in other words, we have a proxy, a person baptized here in the name of someone who's passed on. The way we get those names is through genealogy. And so the church has is the biggest worldwide um, sponsor of genealogical research. And so that's how it's related. But people, um, everyone can take advantage of it. The church doesn't charge for it. And we know all the people, there are probably more non-members of the church that... <laughs> use the genealogical resources of members, and they are doing it for religious reasons. They're doing it to connect with their ancestors. Yeah, the tree. See how far back the tree goes? And I have some friends that, that
1: aren't LDS, but they go to the stake center, and they go on Wednesday or Tuesday nights, and they go and sit for hours with some of the people that are in charge of the genealogy to help them trace their family back. And people just are very interested in finding out where they came from, where, who was on their, who's in their line of genealogy, who were, you know, some people traced it all the way back, you know, a long time. So it's an interesting thing that people like that. And like Rex said, most, most people that are at like on a Monday or Tuesday night they are at the church aren't LDS people, but they're, they're getting a back because we have people that have callings to help people. A uh, fine uh, genealogy uh, for their trees.
0: And uh, Donna got back to us says she hasn't seen her son Patrick in ten years. That's why she's coming to Utah. So gotcha. Probably a good story. Good story behind that. If they haven't seen each other for for ten years. Ten years. All right, Donna, keep on keep on sending us one at
1: a time here until we get the whole story. Yeah. <laughs> Throughout you have about forty-five minutes left. are gonna keep on throwing new things out there to let us know what's going on with you and your son Patrick.
0: Yeah. But uh glad glad that's working for you. That's working out for you here. Here's a quick I want want to address Adam. You can add something if you want. Friend George says, Hi from England. That's cool. Thank you, because it's pretty uh early early in the morning there in England. Nice you to to join us. Yeah. Would you consider having Megan Connor to chat on the podcast. Um, I, I'm I'm close to Megan, one of the closest in the, in the family. And when I say close, we don't call up and hang or hang out a lot, you know, and Megan and I've never lived in the same city, um, during our lives, but I love Megan. We're on different paths. We have different discuss things we want to discuss. Um, the way and and our viewpoints on the topics that we do have similar like like our viewpoints on this situation are different enough that I don't feel it'd be a beneficial conversation um to have, but I would hang out with Megan any chance I got and talk with her one on one on any subject, but not necessarily on on the podcast and she has lots of different appearances on different podcast programs out there. Love that I support her and what she's doing. She's getting healthy in her life from her background. I'm glad to hear that. Anything, Adam, you want to add to that?
1: Yeah, I, I think the same thing. Um if you if you really want to hear Megan, I'm sure she has. She's on a bunch of other podcasts and you know, I think she spends three hours on other podcasts. So if you can't get enough of Megan, <laughs> you just watch it watch one of those podcasts and you get three hours worth. Um, and I'm I feel the same way. I love Megan, but I feel like we're just we just are thinking a little bit different with um, some things and so I and I don't want to get into a uh debate or anything like that on on podcasting. Um but
0: yeah that's that's pretty much it. Okay. So Adam and our moderator asks what day activities did you do to work through that anger and onto forgiveness? Great question.
1: Kind of activities. Well, I tell you, pickleball um, has dominated my life lately. Uh, don't have really a time to sit around and think about anything. I'm just con- constantly busy teaching pickleball and uh, coaching pickleball. Uh, that's one thing. Um, I know there's just certain times where um, I think for for me, I think um, just thinking about good times with my family, and even good times with Lori and Alex; those those go through my mind all the time, and I miss, I really miss those. Um, and so, um, even with my you know, with my parents and stuff, I'll sit here and think about you know good times that we've had. And so, I think when I think about good times, it helps ease my heart and and forgiving. Um, and you know, there's only been a few times where I've gotten re angry angry again. Um, maybe something that we didn't agree on after the fact of all these things. And so, um, but I'm working through it and, um, daily activities. I work out every day. I go to the gym. I get into a cold plunge every day. Um, and, uh, I go to the, and play basketball with my son and I play pickleball all day. So I have a lot of, I, I get a lot out. I know people talk about like when you're at home and you get you know, anxious and bunched up, if you exercise or go for a walk or do something physical, it does release a lot of things. And if you get a pet dog, if you pet a dog, it releases stress. So get a dog and start petting your dog.
0: So Adam and I, obviously since Adam moved, our lives have taken different directions. He's into cold plunges. I'm in the hot tub every day. So yeah. we're, we're going on different paths, obviously.
1: I would much rather be in the hot
0: tub than the coal
1: plants. I can tell you that. Me too.
0: <laughs> That's for darn sure. Yeah. Um, oh, and uh, related to that, this is a beautiful comment from Terry Moore. It took a long time for me to understand that forgiveness released me. At yeah, end, we have more to say about. It.
1: Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. You're the one that's being held up when you hate or you're angry and you're mad and you're never going to talk to somebody again, and you're cutting people out of your life that were great to you for a long period of time, then that's eating you up. And so whenever you can forgive and be like, you know what, you were really good to me for a long time. And I know we had this one hiccup and this one problem. Um, and I would, you know, I, I, forgive you for that and let's try to move forward you get released from that because if you continually to think about that person and be upset at that person and mad at that person, you feel the anger inside. All it does is eat you up. So yeah, forgiving people helps you release. I totally agree. A hundred percent.
0: Great point, Terry. And great, great point, Adam. And I'll add um, from last night, again, the chosen, that was part of the, the dialogue there. And at one point Jesus in the chosen says, um, during this very, very insightful and dramatic exchange, he said, you don't forgive someone to release them. I'm not getting the words right. It's well done there. So um, I I recommend you watch that. But you you don't forgive someone to release them. You forgive someone to repent. In other words, when I hear the word repent, I know that's a religious word. It has different connotations to different people. When I hear it, I think of the actual meaning of the word: to change your life. Yeah, forgive them to change your life, to change your mind the way you think, and that if it benefits them, that's great too. But, but most of us forgive because we need to, not because they need our they need us to. Yeah, and we have that. Uh, Natalie asks me a question here. Do you see or talk to Adam's mom and dad um, and his sister? Yeah, Adam's mom, my sister. Yeah. Yeah, I see him. Um, love to see him. Love to talk to him. Janice and I have always had a great relationship, great conversations. Um, it's a little strained when we talk around. I, I won't even say strained. It's different. It's very deliberate when we talk around the subject of family involved in this Um in this disaster, in our in our family, this tragedy. So it's a little strange because we see things differently, but I love that she feels free when we talk to bring things up that she sees differently. And Summer would, will tell Janice something. Janice isn't in the place where she wants to listen to our podcast, but Summer keeps her posted on, on a few juicy tidbits here and there. And Janice will talk to me when it's something we see differently. We talk about it at I don't know that even once we've come at the end of those conversations and said, "Yes, I agree with you, not not me." But yeah. the point is, we can have those conversations, and so I love that we that we still can. I've always enjoyed that relationship. I would love to have more interaction with Summer and more hi Anna <laughs> and more uh, with when- Anna. Yeah. <laughs> she made made a yeah. Yeah. Her rare appearance and then put herself back out. <laughs> so I learned, I just have so much love and admiration for summer and I'd, I'd love to talk to her more. Again, that's, that's a, that's a different relationship now with all this going on, but there's so much Summer's is done um, that I admire and appreciate. So yeah, we, we still do, you know, this, Catastrophe hadn't happened in the family. All the interactions would be maybe more happy um, than some of them are. Yeah. But uh, I, I love those relationships. I love those people. Janice, Barry, Summer, anyone related to them. I love Melanie. Um, you know that's obviously a different relationship now. I get. I love. I love Logan still, and and Alex. The fact that they did what they did um, doesn't change that love. Change the love. It's the relationship that's. That's conditional. Yeah. Okay, and in that same letter, Adam, let me point out one other thing because I want to uh, do something special here. The same letter from Tammy Hopkins that asked you about forgiveness, etc. Yeah, she also asked, also dealing with social anxiety, Rex. I hear you reference your wife a lot regarding this, and I'm curious how people handle it without medication. In reality, I know people rely on prescriptions, but I would prefer um, not to do that. It's something I struggle with. And so I don't have any expertise in this. I don't have any advice. So I asked an expert on this. My wife, Lisa, um, not only do I mention she, have, she has social anxiety, but she, deals, she counsels women every day, all day as a nurse practitioner in a women's clinic. Of course, she's providing medical assistance. So she has some tremendous insight. So I asked her if she'd be willing to make appearance for a couple minutes on the podcast. She said, she didn't use the word idiot, but she said, Rex, you realize you're asking someone with social anxiety to come on a podcast and talk about it <laughs> right right well, she's very kind not to be there she is come on over
1: she's not that there's not that anxiety not that it's not that bad no, oh
2: no it's not that bad so i would say you know i mean in, in all honesty i don't know that i have social anxiety I'm not sure if it's, I mean, if I do, it certainly isn't debilitating social anxiety. Um, I'm it's, definitely... not, it's
1: not to the level of what about Bob? Oh, no. It's not like you can't walk outside the front door. Maybe no. baby, baby steps to the front door.
2: You're right. So, so I'm just saying that because some people really do have very uh, debilitating social anxiety. So I would say it's certainly not debilitating social anxiety, but I get nervous in social settings. And, you know, so I thought I would mention a few things that have, you know, that have helped me. Um, probably well, a few a few things. You know, one of them is when I'm going to be in kind of a stressful situation. Um, I'm driving to Las Vegas to take a flight. and Vegas is crazy. The traffic's crazy. It's a big airport. Um, I have certain routines, you know, so it really helps me to you know, like I have TSA pre so I can get through the line quickly. I have, you know, my boarding pass already on my phone. I um, park in the same place and I always park at the very highest level. So every time I come out of the airport, I never have a question where my car is, you know, yeah, just wow. little little routines help me to feel less, you know, there's just fewer pieces of, um, you know, things that could cause anxiety or they're stressful. So those things help. Um, if I'm doing something that's new, especially where you're having to walk in where there's a group, like if I'm going to go to a new exercise class or things like that, it's super helpful, um, you know, to go with Rex or to go with a friend. Um, he and I started an ex- started going to an exercise class together and the instructor was one that would just like yell at people and she would like always point out like what the new people were doing wrong. She'd come around the room and and I went. Like twice, and I'm like, I can't even deal with that because I just can't stand (laughs)
1: somebody like
2: yell that, yell at me. You know, look, your splits are not touching the ground, right? You know, and so you know that that wasn't a that wasn't a good fit for me. You know, Um, but yeah, so those kinds of things help. I would say there is one setting that uh, medication has really helped, um, and that would be public speaking. You know, I do some. I do some public speaking, um, you know, for women's health or, you know, if I'm speaking in church, um, there's a medication that's called a beta blocker. And it just keeps your heart rate down. So when you get up in front of the crowd, your heart's not beating out of your chest. um, And it's just a, kind of an as-needed, you know, medication. So I would say that's, you know, one time that I would uh, use medication that really does make the experience of speaking less stressful. So, but... Um, you know, again, it's it's routines help, and having you know having a support person you know really helps. Um, I've had times that I've pulled up to the grocery store and I've needed to run in to get a few things, and I've had a super busy day, and I just feel completely taxed. Like I've talked to people all day, and I'm just at my capacity. And again, I've blamed it more on introversion, and I've sat in the parking lot and thought, nope, not today. And we don't eat anything that bad in high laps, you know, without going to the grocery store because I just couldn't, you know, just. just, So avoiding social
0: situations sometimes.
2: Yeah, yeah. And there's times that I think I'll want to go to something, you know, maybe it's a church activity or maybe it's a friend group thing and I'm looking forward to it. And then the time rolls around and I'm just like, no, just don't have the capacity for it. So that's helped too. Just Just say no. Just say no.
0: So while you're on the subject of the beta blocker, yeah, it might help some people that are needing to take tests or have yes. aversion to taking tests. Yeah. What's your experience with that?
2: So for people that have test anxiety, I've had friends that are trying to pass, you know, nursing boards or medical boards or, you know, different things, and they really struggle with, you know, test taking. And um, taking that, again, it just keeps your heart rate down so it's not beating out of your chest and... Um, yeah, you know, it just really helps. So mm-hmm. anyway, those are a few tips from me. Good to Sorry. see you guys. I'm loving the group. Thank you guys all for you know, just all your support of always being, you know, so sweet and having such kind and supportive things to say and keep doing what you're doing. This is a great group. Thanks.
1: I think right. so, and say then and then say and then say amen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Can we get an amen uh-huh. on that?
2: <laughs> Alright, see you later. Right. Thanks,
0: Lisa. Welcome. Yeah,
2: good. So good.
0: good of you to do that. So, let me make this point here um, out of something you and I have talked about. We're going to get another large dose of this when we have the podcast. Um, I think we'll get a large dose when we have the podcast with Rachel, but I like to bring it up now. I I bring it up a lot. All of the dynamic, all of these wonderful, wonderful dynamics that are happening in this group, in this community that we have, are coming from all of the members in the community. Isn't it great, Adam, that they don't have to rely on you and I to provide all the wonderful things that are happening. And I gave an example last week about, um, well, in fact, there'll be another one in the podcast coming up on Tuesday, another example, but an example of how much support someone gets when they make a comment on the Facebook group, okay? And it can be the Facebook group, it can be comments here in this post. Uh, We're getting emails in our uh, Rex and Adam email rexandadam at gmail.com, but there's so much support, and that is the magic of this of this community. That's what's happening in this community is that that everyone is posting positive things. They're supporting each other, giving words of encouragement, praying for each other, giving good thoughts to each other. It's just miraculous, and it comes from everyone, not just from us.
1: I agree. I, I feel I feel the same way. I get I get excited sometimes when I'm reading different posts on the Facebook group. I like some of the comments that we get on YouTube that um, we usually don't get. Um, so all those things make a they make a big difference. And I think other people commenting on other people's comments also make a, a huge difference in it.
0: Um, let's address this one again, Adam, cause, cause, uh, just LA put a little bit different spin on this. All right. Do you think that maybe Lori participated in the murder of her children? We don't know, but we'll speculate on that. Good. Okay. Um, participated in the murder of her children as they were no longer her children, AKA as Charles was no longer Charles.
1: I, I, I believe a lot of that. Um, at some point, they believed that the kids were zombies, and that zombies went inside the kids' bodies, and the, bo- the the bodies were already dead. I don't know; it sounds very crazy to think about that could happen to somebody, but that was the that was the the guidance that they were told that was under and They believed it, and so if you believe that Charles is in Charles and their kids aren't your kids, killing them is like not really killing them. It's like you're killing a zombie you know, that could have been that could have been Laurie and, and his mindset with that um you know believing that Chad's things on his computer were about zombies and dark spirits and I don't know how it all works but I know that they bought all in and if you buy all in that means you're, you you could do the things that they did because you did buy all in
0: yeah and i think that was That may. My speculation is that that may have been necessary to get Alex to buy all all in. He was going to be the step, so to speak, Um, especially to his niece and nephew that he really loved. He had to have something like that to rationalize it. Yeah, and so I would, I would believe that completely in my in my speculation about it. Okay, and look at this. World moderator super sticker of a $20 donation. Let me talk a little bit about the money, Adam, for a second. Sure. Um, we just sent out three more books. I'm sorry, four more books. So, in fact, I'll read the names here in just a second. And there are three more we're about to send out, but they were international, and so that has to go through a different process. So, let me let me read those names real quick. So those of you who've been waiting for books for so long will know at least that they're in the way. Now, media mail, it takes takes a while to get those. Let's see, book requests, here we go. So, Colleen, Joy, and Catherine, and Crystal, no, uh, Colleen, Joy, and Catherine, your books had been ordered and have been media mail shipped. Again, that takes a while to get there. Crystal, Valerie, and Emily, since those are international, they'll be a different process, they'll take a little longer, but those are on the way. And the reason I named names is because if you have requested a book of the other optimists, remember donations, like Anna just gave a donation, donations have paid for this book. Our nonprofit offered to provide the books, but then when y'all in this wonderful community started stepping up and saying, "Wait, I'll donate toward that. You've been donating enough money to get these books to the people. The foundation hasn't hasn't had to, and so thank you all for that on both sides of people that donated and the people that let us know that they needed that they needed they wanted to read the book and just couldn't make it work financially. That takes something to." Um, acknowledge that and to ask for a book. We're grateful that you did that. Grateful for the people that have donated. And um, plus it gives the chance to let you know where the where the book uh, orders are. In addition to that, those of you that donated, there's a book right there that Adam's holding up with uh, beautiful uh, cover art. And so if you haven't received a book and word why the names we read and still need us need someone to provide a book, another optimist, I'm sure would be glad to, please email us at rexandadam at gmail.com with your shipping address. And that will save us trying to track you down to get the address. Don't just tell us you, you would like a book. Let us know what your shipping address is. Or if you want um, an e-version of the book, a Kindle version, I should say, let us know that because we have plenty of those already purchased just waiting to ship out. And, and not just that news <clears throat> on the audio book adam. Okay, so the audiobook, um
1: finally I got everything done. I went to a studio here in Tempe, Arizona on Friday, finished the audiobook. It's probably not gonna be the greatest, but um, at least it's done. And so uh, the publisher will be getting has got, gotten that. I'm gonna guess three weeks to a month before all the process goes through. And then you'll be able to listen to uh, the audio book. Rex and I took turns reading the book for the audiobook. A lot of people don't have time to sit and read, and other people just like to listen in their car or, or listen to books. So you have the version the audio version book. I'm guessing it probably three weeks to a month. Will be out
0: Very good. Yeah, so it is. It is on the way. We're we're excited about that because that's the way. The people that I know, I know a lot more people that are waiting for the audio book than I. Yeah, well, personally, that have read the books. Oh, so yeah, I know. I'm hoping my family members might might uh, read the or find out what's in the book now. Yes, but Anna, thank you for that generous donation. It's an amount we've been um, targeting and passing on to. We made a generous donation of y'all's money. All the money that came to us in even amounts has been donated to the Other Side Village. And we had those guests on. And in two weeks, not this coming week, but the following week, um, our guest will be Joseph Grinney, who was the founder of the Other Side Village. And, And I love Joseph's story. I love what he's doing. He's a multiple New York Times best-selling author. Um, I'm glad to call him a personal friend. We've done felony fireworks together. I'll, more stories on that when we introduce Nice. Him. And um, it's Confession Sunday today. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. But uh, we'll hear from Joseph, and then we'll see the interviews Adam and I did at the other side village. So that'll be another chance to donate for um, for the village. But that's what we'll do with. Anna's money, and, and uh, we matched that. The foundation matches that. Um, well, you donate for the village, so uh, we've been able to donate a little bit of money. We collectively have been able to donate a little bit of money to the other side. Uh, we've donated to the other side village. There's the academy and the village, both just wonderful, uh, wonderful resources for people that need them. Um, Another good friend showing up here, Jeannie Marie, points out her family has genealogy back to the 1500s. That's just a whole lot of family names going on right there. Man, that tree is huge. (laughs) Impressive,
1: isn't it? That is impressive. Some people told me that they they've traced back all the way to Adam. And I was like, come on, you can't go that far back. They said, no, we, we traced it all the way back. I mean? I trace mine back to you. That's not so hard. The original. I'm, I'm Adam. The
0: second I'm talking about the original Adam. Oh, okay. Okay. And, uh, Adam, you'll probably recognize this, this, um, uh, no, nom de plume, so to speak, Shalou. That Shills. is, yeah, that's Trish Madsen. Trish Madsen is our yes, oh, yes, whose uh podcast will be on Tuesday. And Trish, to answer your question, I'm still looking in. Trish wanted a tiny little bit edited at the end, I think we can do that. Okay, um, so yeah, I'm working on that, Trish. I really enjoy. I really enjoyed our interview with with Trish, and
1: I think that you guys, the optimists, I think you'll love it on Tuesday. There's a lot of, lot of things that we can all learn from uh, Trish's life and experience and relate to.
0: Yeah, and just te- teasing it a little bit, Adam. She she read the book "Visions of Glory." She sipped the Kool Aid, and so to get the perspective from someone who sipped the Kool Aid didn't didn't drink it all. She said with a fire hose, um, but she. At, Plus, she lives right there in Saint Anthony which is basically Rex Rexburg right yeah. yeah just a nice way to say Rexburg without taking the name Rex in vain I appreciate that but she's right there in Saint Anthony and so in the community has a lot of insight and shares her personal story too which
1: yeah and, and she she shared about um her being in a um in a in a in the same jail as Lori in the same area so I mean those there's all kinds of things in that interview that was like wow, eye opening.
0: Yeah, yeah, So thank you, thank you for that. Um, I, a note from the conversation earlier from Gazer, My dog and my cat have saved me. No, there's
1: no doubt about it. I, and there's been there's been scientific, um, I guess, results from this that people who have stress in their lives, if you have a dog to pet or a cat to pet, and you're petting your cat or dog, um, I don't know how long it is, but it releases endorphins and it releases anxiety inside of you and makes you feel better. So that is that, and that's just not saying that that's actually physical science that came came out that said, oh yeah, that's a thing. So if you, if you suffer from it and people are like, well, how do you get over the anxiety? How do you get over stress? I mean, I tell you, I exercise a lot or cold plunge or get in the sauna or whatever it is. But if you have a pet, you can just sit there and pet your dog, and just it, same as saying, give it the same results.
0: And um, along with that, Adam, something else you say, Kathy White emphasizes: remembering the best of people is very healing.
1: Yeah, I, I really, I really go back on that because if you uh, if you had some great times with people that now you have a beef with. That's that's what I do to to help forgive, is think about those great times.
0: Just a um, quick hello here from, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but Rumeli, France. France. I, I just don't know about uh, romance languages with a Y at the end of the word.
1: Let me, since you speak Italian, let me throw some French in there. Como allez vous? Très bien, merci à vous.
0: Come si, come si. Yeah, you you just slaughtered dad and je, that je, je, je and Adam. Did you have Miss Gilmetti? Il Shaz
1: Elise. No, I had Mrs. Unvey. I was the only person in our family that never had Mrs. Mrs. Gilmetti. Yeah. Everybody oh, wow. else had Mrs. Gilmetti. I had Mrs. Unvey. Yep. Your Would mommy you talk- dad, my brother, sister. My Alex, Stacy,
0: like every everybody had Mrs. Gilmetti. So Josephine just came across this live again. France pretty early in the morning there. So nice you to nice you to stay up late and uh be yeah. uh, Charles Luchals Elysee. Adam, here's another question you can probably address uh, better than I. Okay. Did Ty did Tylee consider Charles her dad? How old was she when Charles and Lori married? Well, that's a good question. I think Charles and Lori
1: were married for what was it 12 years something like that 12
0: years so she would have been about four three or four
1: yeah i think tiley was little she was like three or four um did she consider charles her dad um i would think as sometimes that she would uh, probably other times she wouldn't um she just you know it was hard to be tiley um just because of She had to uh, go to Joe's house, and then she, uh, I I don't know. That's a a hard one. Um, But I would say at certain times she would consider Charles her dad. But other times she would say her dad was Joe. I think she had a hard time with both of them anyways, but.
0: Well, I don't think Tyler was an abnormal teenager, and you know teens don't always have close relationships with parental figures. And I think some of that was going on with, yeah, in, in Tyree's life. Those of us who only saw her occasionally had great relationships with her because she was such a, a enjoyable teenager. But you know, trying to be a parental figure is going to is going to be a whole different story there. Yeah a um, couple couple questions about Melanie Pulaski that Adam and I don't feel like we're in the position either family wise or knowledge wise to um, to address so um, I'm just apologizing we're skipping those those questions. Um, we don't know much more than you know about Melanie and are looking forward to finding out more hopefully through the legal process you know hopefully those questions will We'll get answered. Let's see what else we have here. Oh, right you know, when you guys are going on hidden true crime, I will I'll tell you the sequence. There's no secret why we don't know. We're we're waiting for the audiobook to come out, and when we get a date, since Adam just finished that recording as he announced on Friday, I finished mine just. You know, About the same time, a couple days ahead um, When we find that date Then we're going to correlate We've already talked with uh, Lauren. We're going to uh, correlate We're going to try to get a meet and greet In Las Vegas And do a simulcast live So it's live for their hidden gems Live for our optimists I know some of you are both That's just cool We like that But when you watch the live, watch it on ours Don't watch it on theirs Oh. So um support we'll, us. We'll let you know that date, uh more in advance than we do these lives, which is usually two or three dates. Yeah. We'll let you know weeks in advance at least. Excuse me and do that. A yeah. meet and greet in Vegas. Oh my. Well that it shows I think that's our fourth largest group of listeners. Optimists? Optimists yes. in are in Las Vegas. Somewhere in- Wow. In the top six or seven. Anyway. Wow. Okay. Um, let's see. So that's that one. And then Kathy, let's see what you said here. This may be a stupid question. We can give stupid answers stupid questions. That doesn't bother us. Um, so forgive me. Audiobook will be available on Amazon, correct? No, Audible. Okay, so here's my stupid answer. Heck, I don't know. Yeah, it'll be on Audible. Yeah, I get them on, on Audible. So ours will be available on Audible because there are lots of different audio yeah. work. Yeah. So ours. Ours yeah, ours should be on Audible. Yeah. Okay. So there you have it. We don't have it. Let's see. I'm going to the live chat now. That was our queue of questions. Um, Kimberly saying, Bay, Kimberly says Hi. It's a side back. We're all friends from our Utah. Well, from you know all of our interactions, but got to see each other live there in Utah. (laughs) Kimberly, Kimberly is just a warped human being, and that we love that about her. uh, And mostly referring to her sense of humor. Yes. Can the combo of Jim's and Optimus be called Happy Stones? No, it cannot. (laughs) Why not? No reference. Everybody be happy stones. No, you get around. Listen, I'll tell you, you get around medical people and you bring up anything that relates to any medical bodily function or anything, and it's going to go the wrong way. So, yeah, yeah, we don't want to encourage the whole stones thing. Um, Kathy White says, Now I'm a gym and optimist. Okay, see, that's appropriate. Gym and optimist. Mm-hmm. Um, Watch Another another uh, person watching from Scotland. What's going on in Scotland this time of year? Good question. We Questions out there now. We'll see if we get a response. Colleen uh, asks, where does Nashville, Tennessee stand in the possibility of a meet and greet? Well, CronCon's going to be in Nashville. So we would need... Um, an invitation to go there. <laughs> and and that's being worked on. Okay, Lindsay is working on that. But Lindsay, as you know, is on vacation. So um, we'll need to wait and hear hear what the crime con situation is. And we'll either need that or a business trip to Tennessee. And uh, I'm, I'm talking with my clients out there, but we haven't set any dates. I will be in Conway, Arkansas in March I don't know. Uh, it's close to Little Rock. It is uh, close. We're in Little Rock. Yeah, and yeah, we could do one. We could do one there if there is more than one. Well, I've been. Know. I've
1: been to Conway, Arkansas. When I did a morning show in Little Rock, we used to have a, a guy named. We called him Conway Chris, and he lived in Conway, and he used to come in the show. Um, yeah, so Arkansas is. Cl- I don't know how far Nashville is to Arkansas. Memphis is only two hours.
0: Yeah, Nashville's about. Four, I think a six-hour drive. So yeah, it's a little oh, bit longer. Do, there. You want that well.
1: One of my old co-hosts, Carith, uh, when I was in uh, Wichita, she moved to Nashville, so she lives there. She get her and her husband keep on saying, "You need to come visit." And I was like, "Okay, okay, that's
0: what you need to do." So Kimberly tells us that she that she says there's no update yet on on CrimeCon. Okay, so whether or not we'll be invited there, Adam um missy holden reminds us there are 175 in chat please be sure to like it um and Anna's going to crime crime no matter what so i guess so anna can do a meet and greet with yes her. anna will be there yes all right and uh, missy would come to blue rock okay so there's one person for a meet and greet there so Adam didn't have to come up too perfect um what about canada and west coast meet and greet Canada? I've never been to Canada. I want to go so bad. So as soon as we find a a big enough reason to go to Canada, I've done business up there. If I get some more business up there, I'll be going up there. West Coast, I'm there a lot. Um, Don't have any definite plans right now. You know what I need, though, Rex? What do you need? I need to get a passport. Well, that's a good idea. Yeah, if you want to leave the country or if you want to get back in the country...
1: Well, All right, okay. I could leave at any time, but just
0: not be able to come back in as a. Not to Canada, they're a little particular about who they let in there. Oh, especially since COVID. Um, so oh, good. We have uh, Anna and Missy um, have a date set up, okay? Because they're both going to Crime Guy and Donna Barnes. Okay, so we Everyone, can do a meet. You guys can do a meet and greet with Missy and Anna. They'll be doing a yeah. Yeah, we you can,
1: if Rex and I are there, they can actually do a meet and greet.
0: Okay. Yeah, they are planning it in the chat here, Adam. Someone's bringing a camper and they're all going to just meet out there with or without us. And maybe just without us. I don't and know. A camper? Who's staying in a camper? I'm not staying in a camper. Well, no, but if someone brings one. They'll have a...
1: They'll have somewhere to stay. Yeah, for sure. At least that person will. I'm going to stay with, I'm going to stay with Kareth or Cowboy Troy. Okay. Somebody. Okay.
0: Um, yeah. Christina watches both, both of us, true hidden, true crime and, and us. And, and I hope a lot of people do hidden true crime. For those of you that are really into the true crime part, all the details and different scenarios. Of course, Adam, I are pretty much a one horse pony when it comes to the, that. One trick pony, one trick pony. Thank you. Yes. Lisa's laughing at me in the background. Whenever
1: you screw up like a major that, thing that everybody's at, I not the sharpest
0: spoon in the group. No, I, no, that's not it. That's I love not mixed it. metaphors though. So they are funny. I love saying this is not rocket surgery. That's my go to mixed metaphor. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I okay. like that. I forgot what my one trick pony was. Oh, we are just the case of Lori Chad, really anything where we get the chance to honor the memories of highly J.J. Charles, and not just the memory of the dead um, victims, but the living victims too. We always acknowledge that there are a whole lot of victims coming from this one tragedy. Um, But we've learned again from this community that there are a whole lot of silver linings from these tragedies. And we're so grateful to be with a group that recognizes the silver linings. You remember early on, Adam, when um, some of the people that would say less than nice things in the in the comments would say, that's a weird name for a podcast. She shouldn't have that. There are no silver linings here. Those children are dead. Yeah, that's that's true. There aren't silver linings for them. It's just the rest of us are hoping to find silver linings, and we have found them oh in this community. Oh, my gosh, a ton.
1: You know it's great is a couple of nights ago, I was at my uh, my job, and I teach these clinics, and I had a um, these ladies in my clinic, and the last night, as I was saying uh, you know, goodbye, because it was the end of the eight weeks, one of the uh, women come up to me, and she opens up a bag, and she's got four of our books in it. And she bought our books. And she goes, "Uh, we're optimists. And I was like, oh, great. And she goes, will you sign uh, our books? And I was like, sure. So I'm sitting there signing books and we're talking. And um, they just said, well, I I discovered your podcast when I was driving. Uh, I think she lives in Wyoming. And it was a long drive. And she listened to all of our podcasts on a drive. And so she was in one of my pickleball clinics and had no idea that like all this was going on in my life, you know, part of this whole thing as I was her pickleball coach. So, um, you know, I just feel like there's so many people that she's like, there's so many things that happen in everybody's life that, you know, being an optimist and looking, you know, like you said, looking for silver linings in, in your life, all the crazy things that have happened to people. Um, and when you hear our, our podcast on Tuesday, things that Trish went through, some very serious things that Trish went through. Um, she found silver linings. And I pointed out a few silver linings that she didn't even realize that she that she mentioned that she had. Um, and I think we can all do that. We can learn from each other by just, you know saying, you know, what' what's on our mind or what, what's been holding us back, all those things. Um, and so that's, I really love being part of this community and, you know, the optimists who have things to say and, and have each other's backs. So, uh, thank you guys for being here.
0: And speaking of Trish, this ties in the last couple conversations here. She asked if we'll do a meet and greet in Boise if we come for Chad's trial. Sure. That would just be a natural, wouldn't it? If we yeah. Cared. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause there's so many of y'all that are up there in the Boise area. Or might be around for the trial, and maybe a good time to connect. Maybe get uh, a group together. Like maybe Nate Eaton would join us. He's been always always been very supportive, very good to us. And um, Lauren would be up there, I'm sure. I don't know if Dr. John would, but and uh, Gigi McElvey. It'd just be good to get a group together like that. So, and that's a definite maybe. I've I've got to address this from Natalie, but. I can't get my computer to settle down. Okay, here we go. Get the get the mouse to work. So nine in Canadian says appreciate Rex's search for knowledge about religion. Hope you know of Joseph Campbell's hero's journey approach as well as Anthology of Love by one of his students. Um, I wish I had time to tell you. Um, you know, Adam always jokes about all my all my psychiatrists, psychologists, my You're cow- therapists. You got four. And one of them, I actually have two, and one of them's retired, doesn't want me to use his name, but he introduced me to Joseph Campbell and the Hero's Journey, and we have had long discussions on that. Um, just beautiful way of looking at life, and Joseph Campbell, just listening to him just expands your mind. And that's what this friend and I do, is we sit and we talk about things All over the map that just expand your mind and understanding and uh, understanding other people. So, thank for thank you for mentioning that, Nina. That's uh, been an important part of us. Um, And and still from Nina, let me get this one up. That's here we go. Nope, that's the same one. My computer is doing something so weird. I'm not going to excuse it, but we'll make this our last one Adam as we run out of time. Um No, nope. sorry. Now it, it was the other one. That yeah, she was appreciating us. And so Thank I want to show because it's so nice when uh, y'all are so nice. So so many comments were appreciative, so I shouldn't just say there was one that was um yeah, you're just great. Just great for us all. I, okay, here's a funny one to end with. Of course, it comes from Kimberly, if it's funny. Yes. She's talking to Missy there, but I I pirated it so to share with everyone. I always say I'm not the brightest bulb in the tanning bed. <laughs> <laughs>
2: there's
0: a, a good there's the good mixed metaphor right there. There it is. Um, just Ellie is asking, is there an option to buy a signed book for people that live in Europe. Um, I'm not sure how we'll work that out. We aren't selling signed books. Adam and I haven't charged anything for signing the books because our signatures aren't. Yeah, we
1: actually have to pay you to take a book with our chicken <laughs> chicken scratch scribbling on the front cover because it ruins the book.
0: Yeah, it's just right now, though, that just are tough because now we have to get a book, get it to Adam, get it to me and ship it to Ireland. We'll let you know on that just, will We'll work on that. Um or we're we are right at an hour this evening, Adam. And what I wanted to emphasize, I'll give you closing remarks, is gratitude for this community and the fact that it's everyone that participates. I know a lot of people are commenting, um, because they can't, don't want to, don't have any feel they don't have anything to say. For whatever reason, just the fact that you are participating, um, is important to us, and we thank you for that. Those of you that comment, especially on each other's comments, you're supportive, you're loving, you're giving your insights to other people's um, recovery from tragedies. That's making this wonderful. Adam?
1: I love that people share our uh, podcast and our Facebook with their friends, family, and neighbors that may need something in their life, a positive thing. Um, and I see that our Facebook group is growing, I see that our podcast is growing, people are, you know, doing that. So if you do know people that need a spark in their life or they need something to, you know, you know, brighten their day or whatever it is, um, or need somebody or need a place to, to vent and say what's going on or You know, there's a lot of people feel closed off or lonely and all that. and We don't want anybody to feel like that. So that's why we have opened up for everybody that wants to be part of this, that you can share it with a friend, a neighbor or coworker or a stranger that you notice is down or whatever. I mentioned the other day, every time I do a pickleball lesson, you know, people ask me, you know, stuff. And I say, yeah, well, I I host a podcast and they're like, oh, what podcast is? I said, it's called Silver Linings what is it about? I said, it's about silver linings, finding silver linings in, you know, in everyday life tragedy or everyday, just everyday life of how hard just regular life is. But a lot of us have been through some kind of a tragedy, whether it's physical, mental, or spiritual. And when you listen to our podcast on Tuesday, you'll see that um, that there's people that are surviving some very extreme circumstances and not just surviving, but, you know, Going forward with their lives after being set back so much. So I feel like there's a lot of people that could still be part of this that could help other people. Uh, So make sure you tell them about the podcast, make sure you tell them about the Facebook. And um, I think that's it, spreading the word that, you know, that could help other people.
0: Podcast on Tuesday, live next uh, probably next Sunday. Not next Sunday during the Super Bowl. Maybe next Saturday. <laughs> let's do it during the Super Bowl so nobody watches. <laughs> well, you mean
1: so you don't watch? After. Let's do. Let's Let's do, let's do the halftime. We'll be the halftime.
0: Yeah. Okay. Take care. Thanks for being with us. All right. uh,